The date is September 9th, 2020. Your name is Nellie Knight Craft, and you are the ambassador to the United Nations under U.S. President Donald John Trump. Right now, you're not in session, and you're walking the grounds of the United Nations headquarters in New York City, New York. You look at the flags of the nations of the world. You see Afghanistan, Albania, Algeria, and Andorra from the beginning of your walk. You see the suns and the flags of Antigua and Barbada in Argentina. You see the horizontal stripes in the flags of Argentina, Armenia, Austria, and Azerbaijan. You walk by several very simple flags, like the flags of Bangladesh and Belgium, while others are more complex, like Belize, Bhutan, and Bolivia. You see Angkor Wat on the Cambodian flag and the maple leaf on the Canadian flag. You remark that the Chilean flag looks very similar to the flag of the state of Texas. And then you see the flag of the Republic of China. You might not have caught what made that part of the teaser unique. What part of that teaser was different from the real timeline, like our other episodes where you might be saluting the king of the United States or stuff like that. Much of the information about the flags is very true, and Nellie Knightcraft is the ambassador to the United Nations at the time of this recording in August 2020. And at the time of the writing of this episode, and at the probably at the time of the release of this episode, assuming nothing strange has happened, but this is 2020, and I can make no promises on that. And Trump is still the president of the United States. The UN building is in New York City, and the order of the flags does exclude some flags, but it's very realistic, and you can make these remarks on the flags of the nations of the world. And there was even a law passed by the state of Texas at one point explicitly discouraging Texans from using the Chilean flag emoji to represent the state of Texas when texting. So what's the difference? Right at the end. The Republic of China. The Republic of China currently is commonly known as Taiwan. However, the Republic of China occurred, ruled the area of the current People's Republic of China from 1912 to 1949, until a communist revolution forced the ROC to Taiwan. The communist state that formed the People's Republic of China is one of the most powerful nations in the world. This episode, however, is not Sino-centric. It's actually centered on an event that happened 18 years and 363 days ago. As the date of this episode is being released is September 9th, 2020. Two days from now, the nation will mourn the largest terrorist attack to occur on U.S. soil to date, 9-11. This episode will portray a 9-11 that goes much worse from the United States, and it starts with an aversion of the Iran-Contra scandal. Welcome to Imagine If, the alternate history podcast. I'm your host, Brody Burton. It's spring, 1983. 
You're an American strike force commander in Tehran, the capital of the Islamic Republic of Iran. Hostages taken by the... by Iran. You're waiting for the go-ahead from President Ronald Reagan. Your walkie-talkie lights up. Commander? Yes, sir. We have a go-ahead from Eagle. Proceed. With that, your squadron of commandos attacks the warehouse where the Iranian government is holding the American official hostage. Your men bust down the door of the warehouse and capture several Iranian government officials. You use them as hostages to rescue the Americans. The operation is successful, and all the hostages are rescued. The repercussions of this operation were immense. Without the ability to hold the Americans hostage, all of the nations of the West embargoed Iran. However, the long-term effects seemed to be little. The Soviet Union still fell in 1991, and the Iron Curtain with it. In 1993, a terrorist organization detonated a bomb underneath the World Trade Center. However, a secret meeting back in the 80s would see effect in 2001. Your name is Rahala Khomeini, and you're the head of state of the Islamic Republic of Iran. You're meeting with a very important figure, Hu Yabalbang, the president of the People's Republic of China. Mr. President, thank you for meeting with me, you say to the Chinese president. Supreme Leader, the pleasure is mine, says the Chinese head of state. The West has embargoed our nation. We need help in getting arms. We've been starved out. We need arms from China. What kind of arms? Conventional and chemical weapons would be very helpful. The Chinese official looks over his shoulder to make sure no one is listening. What about nuclear-grade weapons? With this, your eyes light up. What's your price? Five million. How many weapons do we get? Three. Deal. Iran now secretly possessed nuclear weapons. No one suspected China had lost weapons, and no one suspected anything different. Until, that is, the Iranian supreme leader found another Arab, Osama bin Laden, who also hated the Americans with a passion. The Iranian government teamed up with Al-Qaeda and planned an attack on American soil September 11th, 2001. Your name is President George Walker Bush. The date is September 11th, 2001, and it's around 9 in the morning. You're in a school in Florida. All seems to be well until an aide rushes into your office, panting as if she's been running. She tells you that New York City and Washington, D.C. have been nuked. You want to cry, but you can't. You're the leader of a nation at war. The following day, you, you fly out to the ruins of the Statue of Liberty, which is not radioactive. You grab a bullhorn and talk to the small of New York City and New Jersey and Connecticut. 
as we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens. I can hear you! The allies of the United States and NATO, Saudi Arabia, Israel, Jordan, Egypt, Australia, South Korea, Japan, New Zealand, and Argentina come to the defense of the United States. Iraq comes to the side of Iran, and quickly an overland op operation against Iran, Iraq was launched. However, the lack of water in the region made an overland operation difficult. An attempted invasion of Iran from the Persian Gulf failed and Bush's popularity tanked. Then on November 3rd, a joint, in a joint CIA and MI6 operation, spies confirmed that China assisted the Iranians by supplying them nuclear weapons. The NATO Allied Forces declared war on China, who in turn declared war on, NATO, on the NATO Allied Powers with the full help of Russia, the CSTO, and the SCO, and North Korea. The two alliances went head-to-head, -head, but little actual combat was seen until the new year, although NATO forces took Hong Kong. Then at the dawn of the new year, the United States dropped its nuclear arsenal via the same terrorist means that had been used in 9-11. Some bombing occurred in response, especially in Chicago and London, but NATO forces really took the upper hand. On January 27th, Belarus became the first nation to surrender. This caused Ukraine to flip and join the Allies. On January 31st, the Arab League joined its, with its entirety the NATO forces. On February 3rd, NATO forces used tanks to take Baghdad, which fell. On February 7th, Tehran and the Middle Eastern Front was closed. Throughout February, invasions through Hong Kong and South Korea hurt Chinese Allied forces. On February 17th, North Korea fell. On February 28th, Shanghai fell to NATO forces. The following day, St. Petersburg fell to Estonian and Finnish forces, while the Ukrainian army captured southern Russia. On March 2nd, the U.S. launched an invasion of Siberia and quickly captured much of Central Asia. China attempted to counter, launching forces into Minute, North Dakota, via an airdropping. The National Guard is deployed, and they eventually retook Minute. Another major blow happened when Russia surrendered at the end of March. Vigors and Tibetans revolted against China, and on April 6, 2002, the final remaining forces allied with China surrendered. International leaders met up in Toronto to discuss an end to the war. The Russian Federation would be broken up into two pieces, the Russian Republic and the Siberian Republic. 
Finland, Ukraine, and Georgia all annex pieces of the former Russia. In Asia, South Korea and became Korea and annexed former North Korea and Manchuria. Tibet and Uyghur became independent. The Republic of China was restored to control on the mainland, although the U.S. occupied Beijing and Shanghai until ROC could stabilize. Iran and Iraq were also replaced with Republican governments. Central Asia was also reorganized. The United States was still hurting from the New York City, D.C., and Los Angeles bombings. Bush had moved the U.S. Capitol to a region of incorporated land straddling the Denton and Collin County borders in Texas. New York City, D.C., and L.A. had all begun the road to recovery, and France had given the U.S. another Statue of Liberty on the 5th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks in 2006. The U.S. later sent France a larger version of the Liberty Bell, which currently sits under the Eiffel Tower. The U.S.'s position as a hyperpower was maintained, but the Republican Party could not hold on to the White House forever. Bush was re-elected in 2004, but Barack Obama was elected in 2008. However, after the 2010 census, New York and California lost many of their electoral votes, and D.C. had stopped voting in presidential elections as the territory had been returned to Maryland because no one lived there anymore. California lost four electoral votes, and New York lost nine. Obama still won the election, with 320 electoral votes to Romney's 318, but in 2016, Donald Trump squeaked out a victory over Hillary Clinton with 331 electoral votes to Clinton's 207.